Welcome to 900 Ackland Avenue. This is the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. What follows is the service from November 20th, 2022. Thank you and God bless. This is Deuteronomy 26, 1 to 11. When you have entered the land of the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God has given you and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name, and say to the priest in office at the time, I declare today the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give to us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, My father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terrors and signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now we bring the first fruits of the soil that you, the Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. Then you and the Levites and the the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to meet together and worship. Um, We thank you for all that you do for us. Um, for all the signs and wonders that you do, um, especially during this time when we give thanks for all that you've given to us. Lord's name, amen. Yeah. 
on the things that we are grateful for and that we can fill our hearts with gratitude. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this special time where we as a family can come together to praise you, to support each other, to be family. It's, it's a really special thing. And we are so, so thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Good morning. Jesus has this line as he's nearing the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper with his disciples, where he says, I have eagerly desired to share this Passover meal with you. And that is the line that has been coming to my mind over and over again this week as we have neared Ackland Thanksgiving. I have thought to myself, I have eagerly desired to eat this meal with you. One of my favorite Sundays of the year where we have our Thanksgiving potluck, but even more special because it's the first time in, what, three years that it hasn't been impacted by COVID. And it's exciting to be together for this day. My step-grandmother passed away a few years ago. My step-grandfather passed away about a decade ago. And I'd have a lot of conversations with her as she was aging about how life was different. She missed my grandfather dearly. Around the holidays, she would share lots of memories, lots of stories. But life was different. But I noticed that as long as she knew she had somewhere to go around Thanksgiving, as long as she knew she had somewhere to go at Christmas, even if it was just for a few hours on Christmas Day, it gave her joy the entire season because she knew I may be alone right now, but I know that on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to have somewhere to go. That's what this community means to me through the ups and downs of life and how many ups and downs have we been through in recent years, right? That no matter what happens, I know every Sunday I'm going to have a group of people to be with. And I'm not going to be alone. It's not guaranteed what's going to happen Monday through Saturday. But come Sunday, I know I'm going to walk through those doors and I know no matter what I have done, no matter what has been done to me, I know you guys are going to welcome me and put your arms around me and we're going to be together for a few hours, even more so today on Ackland Thanksgiving. One of my favorite things to think about when I read the Old Testament is how so much of their experience together was around feasts. (laughs) When they got together, they liked to eat. Because they knew there was a relationship between celebrating the goodness of God and eating. And they would look forward to these feasts. And these feasts often involved pilgrimage. When they would travel to Jerusalem for the feast, whether it be Passover or Pentecost or the Feast of Booths. And you know they would look forward all year to those feasts. Just as we like to say, hey, what's your favorite thing to eat around the Thanksgiving table? (laughs) They would say... What's your favorite thing to eat around the Passover table? And they would long for that, and they would look forward to it. It might be the completely opposite time of year, and they said, it's been a rough year, but I know this. I know this. Come spring, we're going to Jerusalem, and we're going to eat the Passover together, and that is going to be fantastic. And they looked forward to that feast, that time together. This is always a unique Sunday for us, because for over 20 years, this congregation has followed the lectionary readings, and next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent in the church calendar, and so in many ways, that's like the church New Year, and I know we're not really in the New Year's mindset yet in our normal calendar, thinking January. In many ways, 
Next Sunday is the church New Year. So in many ways, this is the last Sunday of the church year. So as we celebrate Thanksgiving as a church family today, we also want to take the time to remember on the year past. Per tradition, we started some years ago. We invite our elders up and we have three prayers of remembrance. We will remember all of those that have lost loved ones. We'll remember the new babies in our midst and the new grandbabies. Marks, I know we've got some grandbabies who are excited about it, okay? And we will celebrate all those that have been born again this year, all the baptisms. And we'll do that remembrance. As we enter into that time, and then after that, we'll, we'll read the text. And kids, don't worry. There's not like a normal sermon link coming after that. It'll be short. I know some of you are like, oh, anytime he throws it off, I'm concerned we'll never get to donuts. Do we, do we do donuts on this day? We do donuts and Thanksgiving? America. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's something. Um, as we enter into this time of remembrance, though, I'd like us to simply take a minute of silence. I'd like to invite you into thinking about what you were doing last year in November. I'd like you to take a minute and think about the past year and your family, and your relationships, and your job, and your hobbies, in our city, country, and world. Let's take a minute of silence right now. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, Paul calls us to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So that's what we do together as a community. We want you to know that no one is forgotten, whether it's something to rejoice or something to grieve. And we'll start with some, some areas of grief that we want to commemorate this morning. And specifically, we just go through the old bulletins and think about folks that have lost family this past year. Anytime you start to do lists, you run the risk of leaving someone out. So when I finish the list, I'll invite you to raise your hand if there's somebody you'd like to be added to that list for the remembrance. And then Paul Spivey will come up and lead a prayer for those that have lost. This past year, we lost John Legs, who was a deacon for many years at Lawrence Avenue. You may not place the name, but I guarantee you, if, if you saw a picture of his face, you'd be like, oh, yeah, John. <laughs> like we hung out for years at different things. 
and we grieve his loss, and I know the Lawrence Avenue community grieves him as well. This past year, Matt Bauer lost his father, Paul. It meant a lot to him, and actually, uh, they're not here this morning. I want to mention this. Matt grew up around uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, near Purdue University, and he grew up with his dad taking him to Purdue games. And yesterday, Matt took Jacob to the Purdue game, and, uh, and they, they beat Northwestern. And I know they were, I can just picture Jacob and Matt enjoying that together. Also, uh, Matt's dad, Paul, is a lifelong teacher. And so it's really neat that Matt teaches the kids' classes here and has just become one of our deacons working on education. So we think of the loss of Paul Bauer. Also this past year, Sheila lost her grandfather, Robert Brown. And John lost his cousin, James. Deloney's we grieve with you in this year and in this time. Um, this year, the Thorntons lost their cousin, Matthew Delp. We grieve with you and we remember him in this time over the holidays. This past year, Aaron Woods lost his oldest brother, Marvin, who passed away in Texas. So we think of Aaron and the Woods family as they grieve the loss of Marvin. And this past year, Bonnie lost her aunt, Debbie. Did I get that right? Is her aunt was Debbie Grubbs or her grandmother? Her aunt. Thank you. Thank you. I should have written that part down too. But we grieve with Bonnie in that loss and the loss of Debbie. Also want to mention this. Many of you know Jesse, who's been attending Ackland for a while uh, recently, and you've seen her with the various cats she's had. And, um, and her cat, Teddy, passed away back in October, and that was an enormous loss for her because um, it, Teddy's like family to her. And so if you see her around the holiday season, just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of you with the loss of your cat, Teddy, and that will mean uh, a lot to her. Let's call Paul Spivey up here at this time to lead the prayer in this remembrance. Let's pray together. Merciful Father, uh, we are thankful for today. We're thankful for this time of year and the way that you care for us and the way you've richly blessed this church. You have not left us without hope in this world, and that is something uh, we are grateful for. At the same time, you know the challenges of this life. There is loss and there is grief, and those feelings can be overwhelming sometimes. It seems appropriate to remember the names of, of the people that we've lost this year and to say those out, by, out loud to you. We remember John Legs, our friend from Lawrence Avenue, we remember Paul Bauer, Matt's dad, Robert Brown, Sheila's grandfather, and James, John's cousin. Remember Matthew Delk, Ryan's cousin, and Aaron's brother, Marvin Woods, Bonnie's aunt, Debbie Grubb, and, and we pray for Jesse and the loss of her loved Teddy. Father, we know and we love these families, and we, we pray your mercy and your continued healing on them. And as you heal your wounds, Lord, I pray that you would replace the pain they feel, the sting of loss, 
He replaced that with joyful remembrance of the gifts that these people gave them. Memories of their love, their hospitality, their laughter, their faithfulness, their service, their example that they leave behind. Father, increase our faith. Help us as we live in anticipation of a reunion one day. But as we wait, Lord, we say together, come, Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. And I meant to ask this. Did, I, did we leave anyone out on that list? We should include you, Ashley. What was her name? Ashley's grandmother. Anyone else that we left off that list? Let me continue Paul's prayer. Remember, Ashley's grandmother. Was this the one that had roots in Great Britain? No. No. Okay. Remember. Lord God, we continue our prayers. We remember Ashley's grandmother and her loss. We're thankful for Ashley and all that she means to her family, just hosting all of her family for Thanksgiving yesterday, just the strength she is to her extended family. Be with her and the loss of her grandmother and all those that mourn her uh, in this year. It's through Christ we pray. Amen. We transition now to new births. And it was very exciting this year to uh, welcome baby Judah Nichols uh, in our gathering. And, and he's walked out for a second. Austin, do you have him in the back? Can you at least hold him up? There he is. There he is. We have to take a look there at baby Judah in the back representing. How great is that? We are so thrilled to have baby Judah here. Also... The Myricks are grandparents. First Thanksgiving and Christmas is grandparents. Baby Winry. Yeah, I was holding up the picture. If you want to see it. Well played, Justin. Well played. Um, Mark and Carla Green that attended here for a year. Recently I was able to spend some time with Mark and Carla. They, they send their wishes. They live about an hour away now. And, um, but this is their first holidays as grandparents. Uh, baby Darcy, which is um, his daughter, uh, Mark's daughter. What's Mark's daughter's name? Dana. 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 Yes, thank you. And and their uh, their daughter Darcy. So they're all excited. And then the Woods, and that may be where they are. Are they in South Dakota this Sunday? But they are grandparents for the first time as well with baby Ashton Woods. So we're excited for them being grandparents as well. Matt Perk, uh, anybody that I missed on that list? Grandbabies or babies? That can be interesting if someone had a secret child they hadn't told us about that just <laughs> came out at this time in this prayer. Uh, Matt's going to offer this prayer. Let's pray. Holy Father, we are so grateful for new life. Um, we're grateful for. Um, the ways that you carry on your work in this world um, and the ways um, that we're able to uh, be encouraged by all these young ones. Um, God, I ask a special blessing upon them. I ask that you um, keep them safe, keep them healthy, Lord. Uh, be with your small ones. Father, we know that a parent makes a child, but we also know that a child makes a parent. And I pray a special blessing also on the parents um, who minister to their children and take care of them every day in small and tiny ways. 
often a daunting task, Lord, and we just we pray for them and their grandparents and, and their uncles and all the um, uh, unofficial uncles and aunts and, uh, and just be with them, Lord, and um, help us to raise these young ones um, to know you. So Jesus, let me pray. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. And we were blessed this year to have several that were born again, that took on Christ with baptism and officially began their walk with Jesus. Allie was baptized this year, Allie Church. Henry Thornton was baptized this year. My daughter Caroline Conway was baptized. Savannah Porter was baptized this year. Naomi Spivey was baptized this year. And Mason Corley was also baptized this year. Any baptisms that I forgot about? Yes, Grant. I was baptized. You were baptized this year. Yes. What month, Grant? August. Oh, right before you came to college. That is so cool. So when we first got to know you, you had just gotten baptized. That's so cool. So Grant's from the Chicago area. He's a freshman at Belmont. We've enjoyed getting to know him this year. Well, we celebrate with all of you, including Grant, at this time. That's a, that's a fun bit of history there. I love that. Brian, do you want to come up and offer the prayer at this time for those that have been baptized? Let's pray together. Lord, we are thankful for each soul. Um, that you entrust us with here as a church. Uh, Lord, we, we believe that, that no one is here by accident. Lord, that your, your spirit has, has brought them here, uh, that there is a place for them here, um, and, and Lord, that, that our job as a church is to help them nurture, and nurture them and, and, and help them to grow in the faith. Lord, with most of the baptisms we've had this year, we remember when they were born. Mm -hmm. uh, we remember their, their families standing up here. Uh, we remember them promising to raise them in the Lord. Uh, Lord, we, we remember as a church uh, promising to, to help raise them in the Lord. And, and so to see them uh, just take on the, the waters of baptism and, and make that choice. Um, it just brings us such joy. Um, it brings me joy every time we have a baptism to see just the family and the friends that are gathered down front uh, just truly just rejoicing uh, with one another. Uh, I, I remember speaking with... with Mason and Savannah's grandmother this year, uh, when, when Mason and Savannah were baptized, and, and her just saying, Ackland makes baptisms really special. And Lord, we, we rejoice with these people. We rejoice with their families. Uh, Lord, I pray that we will continue to walk alongside them as a church, uh, that we will continue to lift them up, that this uh, milestone on their journey of faith um, is one that they will always remember. And so, Lord, we, we lift up this year uh, Allie and Henry and Caroline 
and Savannah, Naomi, Mason, and Grant. Lord, may we just continue to mentor them uh, to help them grow in wisdom and stature. Lord, frankly, may, may they mentor us um, in just the vibrancy of their faith um, and, and just the, the decisions they continue to make. Lord, we are so proud of them. It's through your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brian. And we're going to open your bulletin. We're going to look at our gospel reading briefly. This is John chapter 6. And continuing our theme of feasting and thanksgiving, it's a scripture about bread. I love bread so much. Anytime I hear that someone is, is going gluten-free or has celiacs or something, I'm like, oh, I just hope they're able to find bread because I just can't imagine life without bread. We have some friends uh, that can't eat gluten, and I've eaten gluten-free bread with them. And I'll tell you, that we're making progress on gluten-free bread that is really good. That's been one of the great technological advances of recent years, right? I remember when I was first out of college and had my first job out of college and I lived in central Connecticut. And Beth and I had not yet got married and I was often lonely and still kind of settling into that kind of full-fledged adult for the first time, trying to find relationships and various things. And every now and then I would drive an hour and a half up to Boston to stay with a high school buddy who was in grad school in the Boston area, my buddy David. And on a few occasions, we went to downtown Boston, and we went to Quincy Market, which is like a food court down historic end of Boston, near the North End. And for the first time in my life, I had soup in a bread bowl. And I had never discovered this in my life, but to be there and to have lobster bisque or New England clam chowder in Boston in a bread bowl was such an amazing experience. And I was thinking about this the other night because we went to Panera, and I had a bread bowl at Panera. And every time I have a bread bowl, I think of Boston, and I think of that time in my life when socially and emotionally and even spiritually, I felt empty sometimes. But when I was there with my buddy David, who had known me forever and we're still friends, and I was feasting on this bread bowl, and as I was devouring this bread, I felt so full, but I didn't just feel physically full. I felt spiritually and emotionally alive because I was breaking bread with someone who had known me for a long time and is still in my life years later. And that's part of what Jesus means when he said he's the bread of life. And he invites us to come together and celebrate him every time we eat. Our gospel reading comes from John chapter 6. If you want to stand with me for the reading. And I've tried to bold all of the sections where Jesus is talking. So join with me in those bold sections if you'd like. This is John chapter 6, 25 through 35. And in just a little background, the beginning of the chapter, he feeds the 5,000. Then they want to make him king by force, which is really kind of odd. So he wanders off and he walks on water across the galley. And then they find him in this conversation ensues. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, together, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. 
For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is God's word. You may be seated. It's so interesting in Scripture to chart the narrative and the theme of bread through the Bible. When they thought about bread, the Israelites, the Jewish people, the main bread story they would have would not be my bread bowl in Boston or Panera or something like that. The main bread story they had was the miracle of manna, which is referenced in this story. That when they leave over 400 years of slavery and oppression, and they are on the way to the land flowing with milk and honey, they have nothing to eat in the interim. And yet God provides manna. Every morning they would wake up, they would walk out of their tent, and they would find this flaky, crusty bread, tasted like honey, it was sweet, that they would eat every morning. So when the king comes, when the Messiah comes, it's not a surprise that one of the ways the king identifies himself as the next Moses, the next Joshua, is he feeds them. So in the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus identifying himself as a Moses-type figure. He brings them on the mountain. He teaches them. We think of the Sermon on the Mount. We think of Moses giving the commands, the law on Mount Sinai. He teaches them, but he also feeds them. And the feeding of the 5,000 is a manna type of story. When they see this, they want to make him king by force. And what does that mean? We're going to make it run for president whether you want to or not. We're, all, we're going to round you up. We're going to force you to go to Jerusalem. We're going to start fighting in your name. Whatever it was, it was something that Jesus didn't want to be a part of. And I think his line, work for the food that endures, not for the food that spoils, is connected to that. The type of kingdom they wanted, and what they saw in Jesus, and that Jesus had to walk away with from, was the type of kingdom that would spoil. It was purely physical. It was about stacking up material things. It was about taking vengeance, perhaps, on the Romans or the hypocritical Jewish leaders. It was about a thirst for power and a thirst for dominance. And Jesus had to walk away from it because that wasn't the type of kingdom that he came for. It is the type of kingdom that spoils. Anytime you have the theme of manna and the word spoil together, what do you think of, right? You think of if they tried to save manna for the next day, did it work? 
It would spoil. Because in the wilderness, God was not teaching them self-reliance. God was teaching them God-reliance. In our culture, we often see absolute maturity is getting to the point in life where you don't need anyone else. <laughs> and Scripture would suggest that is an illusion. You will never reach the point of life where you don't need anyone else. Now, I'm a big advocate of personal responsibility, all that type of stuff. And yet, ultimately, Scripture doesn't teach self-reliance. It teaches God-reliance. One of the things we celebrate when we break bread this morning is, I don't know if I would have made it through the last few years without y'all. And some of you are thinking, I don't know if I would have made it through the past few years without y'all. But guess what? We made it. We're still here. God is good. And the food that spoils, the kingdom that spoils, is when you seek your own power, you seek your own wealth, you seek your own fame, maybe at the detriment of others, and that's all you care about, and then you wake up one day and it spoils. Because it's not what you thought it was going to be. But the food that endures is Jesus. That's why it says in the Sermon on the Mount, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss and rust destroy and decay, but rather store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And what's going to be in heaven? God and people. That's what's important. That's the food that never spoils to value our relationships and to serve each other. The food that will always be there. And they say, what is the work of this? We'll go do the work. Just tell us what to do. What's the work? He's like, no, no, the work. The work is just to believe. See, a lot of us, we'd rather do the work than rest in the relationship. But Jesus says, no, 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 it's not about working. Rest, sit down, eat the bread. Some of us this morning are going to be so consumed with walking around, making sure everything is where it needs to be. And I'm so grateful we need you. But I hope everybody also rests a little bit today. And enjoys the conversation and enjoys some good food and enjoys our time together in our community. Because life is not just about working, especially spiritually. It's not about working, but it's about resting in our relationship with Jesus, the food that truly lasts. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And when we eat the bread of life, it is a bread that's different than any other type of bread. And it's a bread that satisfies. I thought that the older I would get, I thought that more of the big questions in life I would understand. Instead, I have found that the older I get, my list of questions often keeps growing. Larry, there's the line of that song, the questions that still confound us or something. And I thought that was a beautiful line, right? But you know what I have discovered as I've gotten older? Jesus is worth it. And Jesus is real. And Jesus satisfies. And Jesus gives me purpose in me. And I don't know where I'd be without Jesus. I am more drawn and infatuated and just, I think Jesus is super smart. We've been looking at Jesus' teaching on money, sex, and power the last month, and just, I'm unabashedly into Jesus. And I've never regretted it. 
A lot of things I still don't understand and find out someday. But I don't regret Jesus because Jesus satisfies. We're nearing our time of communion, and I see our potluck of Thanksgiving. It's just one big communion service today. In our tradition, we call it the Lord's Supper or communion. Many traditions call it the Eucharist, which is a Greek word that simply means Thanksgiving. For when we come together around the table of the Lord, when we come together to take the Eucharist, we are proclaiming thanksgiving to God. For everything we have comes God. Scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from God. And we come together with gratitude. I know the ministry Room in the Inn means a lot to us. We were able to do it the first time this season, last Sunday night. This past week, I was able to have a conversation with a friend, not at this church, at a different church here in town, who had done Room in the Inn for the very first time. His church has done it for years. He just never signed up. And I had lunch with him on Tuesday, and he's like, hey, last night, I did Room in the Inn for the first time. And I said, what'd you think? And he goes, I didn't sleep well, but I'm fired up today. I said, ah, oh, tell me about that. He said, just sitting down and breaking bread with those guys and getting to know them, he said, JP, they were full of so much gratitude. And it was contagious, and I found myself experiencing so much gratitude. And then he goes, I found myself walking around all day today, and even though I didn't sleep in my own bed, I didn't get the normal sleep I do, I'm a little tired today, and I woke up earlier than I normally, and I've had a little too much caffeine. He's telling me the story, right? He goes, I'm full of so much gratitude today. And that's what it means to break bread together, friends, and to celebrate Jesus, because that gratitude is contagious. Where would we be without the Lord? Jesus did not abandon us as orphans. Jesus came to us. And gave us a reason to live now and forever. And to give us food, not food that spoils, but food that will last. I'd like to close our sermon portion by reading the Lord's Prayer together. If you would stand with me for this. In the Lord's Prayer, Amy was kind of put in the bulletin right under the John reading. And when we see this reference to daily bread, that is a reference to manna. And that is, it's not bad to be a planner. And yet, the fact that I hope to eat tomorrow, and especially this Thursday, I'm not dependent on myself. I'm dependent on God to feed me. So let's say the Lord's Prayer together, and then Larry will lead us in song together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. And thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole and saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Let us all with one accord sing praises to Christ the Lord. Let us all unite in song to praise Him all day long. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank
saving my soul. Fill your will for me, so I can serve you for eternity. Use my life in every way, take hold of it today. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my Sometimes, and I'll start thinking. I'll think, oh, you know, let me, let me, uh, I'll just get up and do do this really quick, and then, and I'm like, all right, I'll go back to sleep. I try to wear myself out essentially, and then I just didn't work this time. 
Um, and I just had so much on my mind. I was thinking about the holiday season and all these things that are happening. Um, and something that I've been practicing a lot is something that I learned a really long time ago. And it was actually through, uh, fun fact about me, when I was 11 to 14, I did karate. Um, and my sensei, his name was Mr. Smiley, which I know, you're thinking like, I, whoever you're picturing in your head, replace him with a huge six foot four African-American man. That was Mr. Smiley. He was just the coolest, strongest, fastest. I wanted to be him. Um, I told his mother one time that I thought he came from a Buddhist temple because he was always so calm. Um, but he had a rule when we would arrive at his dojo, which was in a strip mall next to Bell's Outlet and the dry cleaners, uh, that you would bow when you walked in and you would bow at the mat. And when you bowed, you were supposed to be leaving anything that you were bringing with you at the door. And it was your choice to pick it up when you leave. Um, but in that moment, you were dedicating yourself to what you were going to be doing in his dojo. Um, and so I've kind of readapted that habit at night. And then also, uh, when I sit with you guys, I have to remind myself, because I get busy in my head, of, oh, there's these things to do, and oh, I want to do this, and I want to do that. I have to remind myself, I'm here in this moment, and it is good. Um, it is good to be with you uh, today. It is good to be celebrating and to be grateful and to be thankful for just simply this, that I got to sit in a pew surrounded by all of you beautiful people. Um, it's a really cool thing. Uh, it's a really amazing thing. It's something that I take for granted, um, but it is an immense blessing. Um, so I'm trying to give you all permission to join me in that. I know at least half of us have things that we're thinking about in this coming week, this, whether you're out of school or you're, you're off work for a few days or you've got family coming into town or you're going out of town to see family. There's, there's this consumption that's just going on in your head. And I want you to be in this moment right now and realize that it is good um, with me, that we are here together and it's good. Um, so bow with me as we accept this and are with the Father. Uh, Heavenly Father, we are uh, amazed at what you provide and what you give um, freely, uh, that you can give us peace in moments of chaos um, simply by remembering, uh, simply by remembering. And we remembered uh, people we have grieved. Uh, we remembered new life in both the physical and the spiritual. And we are so excited um, to celebrate that with one another, to be thankful with one another today. Uh, we give those burdens that we walk in with every day um, to you, Father, that we can truly enjoy each other's company, um, that we celebrate this sacrament not only as we break this bread and this cup, um, but we also celebrate it um, as we enjoy the wonderful food that is waiting for us. Um, we lift this up in your son Jesus' name. Amen.
blood of Christ given for you uh, for the forgiveness of sins. When you do this, take it and remember that Christ died for you. One hundred fourteen. Oh. 
closing scripture will be um, Philippians 4, on the back, the back of the uh, bulletin. I will not be singing it. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity you've given us to come together as a family and to worship you. Please be with us this week as we give thanks for all that you've given us. And please be with those of us that are traveling and keep them safe. Please be with those that may not have a, a big family to go to and, and just let them feel like they belong. Please be with the sick and please bless this food that we're about to eat. Thank you most of all for your son Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning. I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful that we've got a great potluck uh, dinner downstairs. And if you had not planned on staying, please reconsider. There's plenty of food. We would love to uh, fellowship with you. We can all sit together and watch JP eat bread. This would be great. Uh, birthdays. Penny Hoskins will be 10 on November 21st. Penny, okay. Oh, that's double digits now, you know, 10. You gotta wait 90 more years to get triple digits, so gotta be patient. Um, after the potluck, there is a 2.30 Lipscomb intramural field flag football to work all that bread off, you know, so, so uh, be mindful of that. Uh, the, uh, if you have any sort of, uh, of uh, extra energy or, or athletic skills or just want to enjoy it, be there. Yes. That's for all ages, all skill sets, but multiple games will be laid back and put. Okay. Fabulous. Um, Fall Hamilton Holiday Gift Shop. Uh, uh, Shelly Smith is gathering items to donate to the school, so contact her. Uh, there will be no midweek uh, gathering this Wednesday due to the holiday. You, you guys probably knew that already. Uh, several things 
uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of upcoming events on the back of your bulletin, so be sure to, to check those out. Let me just highlight a couple things. Um, the small, there is a small group uh, scheduled for next Sunday, uh, November 22nd. I'm number 27th, rather. There are three um, uh, uh, caroling uh, uh, opportunities at Dots and at Franz and at, uh, at Judy's uh, coming up. The men's retreat is January 6th. Those spots are going fast. I mean, just, it, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, the good news is it's not on Ticketmaster, so you can, <laughs> you can actually get in and make a reservation. So please do that. Uh, uh, and then uh, please check out the, the uh, other upcoming events. Let me say one thing about Grant. Grant is a cellist. Some of you probably know that, some of you probably don't. Not only is he a cellist, but he is the co-principal cellist for the Belmont Symphony Orchestra. Now, let me put that in, in, in a way that you guys can understand. It's like starting wide receiver, okay? <laughs> Which is pretty cool as a freshman. So, talk to Grant. He can, he can buy. He can bypass that Ticketmaster thing for you. Uh, there are there are there is bread downstairs in the form of round with holes in them, and they're covered with stuff and coffee. So thank you for coming. You've been listening to 900 Ackland Avenue, the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. If you'd like more information about our community, our church website is http colon slash slash Thanks again for joining us. God bless.